Hello, hello. Welcome to Ladies Talk Podcast. Welcome, guys. We're so excited. We have missed you. We have. We are so sorry about our last episode that you guys could not hear. Yes, we didn't know. I did not know, and I was working from a broken phone, so now my phone has been upgraded, and I've already (laughs) tested this out, so this should go through just fine. Yes. (laughs) So, we're grateful you guys are here. Thank you guys for trying to listen. Yes. And uh, we're excited about all God is doing. We have a lot to share with you guys. Yes, we do. And so, and this is a busy busy season so we just kind of want to share some major things and and the reason is because you guys have been on this journey with us and we've been praying man i mean we've really been asking (laughs) god to move and he's been doing some amazing things yes and because our episode didn't go through last time i don't think that you guys even heard what went on from The first time, you know, when with my dad about right. him potentially going right. So, anyways, I'm gonna we're gonna talk about this a little bit. So, um, and just kind of let y'all know what's going on. It's a strange season. It's a busy. It season. is a strange season. You know, um, I've been talking to my husband. I have been praying for this man for seven, eight years. Ever since I got my life right back with God, been praying for him to get on board. Been praying for him. And, be set free from alcohol i've been praying for these things for him and just knowing keep asking god keep trusting keep praying you know um no weapon formed against you so prosper so just quoting the scriptures and praying them over him over him and and uh just lord i don't know when it's gonna happen but i still believe it's gonna happen even year after year after year Lord, I don't know. And then we'd get so close and be like, ah, it didn't happen this time, Lord. But I know he's starting to change his mind. And as time went on, I seen his mindset changing. You know, he's really getting more tired of drinking. He's getting more tired of living this life. He's starting to be an isolator. He's starting to do things, stay at home, starting to not want to get out, starting to have trouble with different areas of his life. And so, and then a friend of his took his own life. And he said, when we were talking one night a couple weeks ago, he said, now I understand why he did he did that. And I said, that's not okay. Yeah. How can you understand? You should never be able to understand that mindset. Right. right. So I said, you need help. So I'm going to get you help. And he didn't argue. Yeah. And I, I, I have to tell you guys, and I think maybe I've shared this before, but one of the biggest things I've prayed for my dad is that he would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Amen. Because, look, there's sometimes, and I know because I've been here myself, but probably not as bad as him, but where, where you just feel like other people deserve good things, but you don't. And whether it's guilt that keeps you in that prison or shame or whatever the case is, mm-hmm. It's like you just don't feel like goodness is for you. You know, you just don't feel like the good things are for you. You feel like your whole life is surrounded by these things that just aren't positive, you know. And even though you're surrounded by good things, you just don't feel like it's supposed to touch you. Like you're worthy of it touching your own life. And that's how my dad lived. Yeah. It's just that... He had great kids and a great wife, and they're all doing these amazing things, but just that he wasn't worth it, you know, and he has so much shame and so much mm-hmm. guilt built up with that. And so my prayer has been that he would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Yes, amen, amen. And, uh, yeah, it's it's been quite the, the faith journey, and, you know, I would tell him I'm not giving up. I've got faith. Anyway, so, so he, he said... Okay, he agreed to get some help. So, 
I found this place. I said, I'm calling it. I'm reaching out. And I did. And, of course, you know, they want to chat and all that. And I just left messages for them to call me back. So, anyway, I, I was actually, I was trying online to text this guy. But I don't text fast. Anyway, and I don't know what happened. Our text got cut off. So, I'm like, great. I don't even know his number or nothing now. So, just blew that off. The guy called me back that night. And he said, I don't know what happened. I got to look and I seen we were just cut off. So, I'm calling you. So I was talking to him, and he said, we got this great place in Florida, and da-da-da, and we're going to set you up, and, and we'll get you a plane ticket, and do all this. So this was on a Tuesday night. So that Thursday morning, Al's all excited. Everything's set up. They verified it Tuesday, or they verified it Wednesday. All and, set up, ready and I mean, to go. He, he is ready to go. This He's is ready. A, this is a rehab where he can medically detox, you know, which is what he needed. Yep. Um, and he was ready to go. He was super excited yes. to to walk into that season. Yeah. Know? It was like a resort. Yeah. And and uh, he was so mentally ready. And we we're, you know, okay, you need this and this. and ready to pack for him and everything and help him, or help him pack. And uh, the guy called Thursday morning and said, <laughs> look, I really hate to tell you, but the insurance didn't cover it. Is not going to cover it now if you want to pay cash. Well, that's not an option. The yeah. deductible was nine thousand dollars. Yeah, it was I mean that, yeah. we weren't even going to pay, be able to pay that, but yeah. we we're trusting God. So anyway, so that was a drop in the bucket, and then so then yeah. Al went to, of course not, because that's the way my life goes. That's yeah. what always happens to me. Yeah, it always happens. Nothing ever happens for me. Yeah, you know it happens to everybody around him. And it affects his family that might affect him, but it never happens for him. And it was it was heartbreaking to, was, to watch that because, you know, you see someone get offered a glimpse of hope, you know, and yes. just be crushed by it. It was, it was tough. And he jumped on that hope. Yeah. He was holding on to it with everything he had. Yeah. So, anyway, I said, well, you know, I still believe God's got something for you. He's not going to... He's not going to shut another door without opening another one. Something's going to happen. Yeah. We're just, you know, and so we got a little bit busy and uh, we're sitting here, I think, Tuesday. That that place said they had a three-day three, three day doorway or something. Anyway, so, was it Tuesday maybe? I think so. Tuesday. Because uh-huh. we made it happen quick, didn't we? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So, Tuesday. Um maybe Monday, anyway, um, he said, we're sitting here at lunch, I think it was Monday, because he's sitting here at lunch, and he said, these people keep popping up, I don't know why they keep popping up, they're not going to help me, he said, let me just see what this one has to say, let me just see what they're going to tell me, see what they're going to tell me, you know, so he's thinking, they're going to tell me the same thing, but they're going to have to tell me, Uh so, a little bit of faith, he's still a God, praise God, he didn't just drop it all, so, anyway, I'm praying, and, and knowing God's got something more for him, something more, Anyway, the guy he talked to was on the phone, and he gave him all, the girl said, well, we'll get the girl that he talked to, and then she said, well, well, we're going to call you back, and he's like, yeah, okay, you, are you just calling me back, and you're just telling me that, because mm-hmm. this was his attitude then, Yeah. you know, don't just blow smoke to get me off the phone, <laughs> so she said, no, I'm going to have my guy call you back, we're yeah. going to find you a place to go that yeah. takes your insurance, you know, Yeah. so he said, okay, we'll see, and we hung up, so that night... The guy called Monday night, and he said, uh, Al, I'm so-and-so, and I'm here working for you, and I understand, you know, let me just tell me a little bit about yourself, so he did, and they did all the process, and Al said, so you're just doing this to tell me I can't go to, you know, <laughs> and uh, he said, how can I trust you? The other people had me all in, and I was ready to go, and they dropped the bucket, and uh, 
So anyway, Al didn't want to believe this guy. He wanted to, but he just didn't. He, he didn't want to go through that again. So he told the guy, are you just telling me this? And the guy's like, no, seriously. Al, I'm going to be there for you. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to call you. I'm going to call you every day in the morning and the night. And Al's like, okay, sure. Sure you will. And he said, I'm telling you. He said, are you serious? And, and he said, Al, I'm giving you my word. I'm a man of my word. I'm going to call you day, every day until we get you somewhere to take your insurance. It'll get you, get you in there to get you better. Yeah. And he said, okay. And then before the, they talked a little bit longer and he said, yeah, but you don't just tell me this, dude. You really got it. And he said, Al, if I have to tell you one more time, I'm serious, dude. And I was like, okay, 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 okay. Anyway, so they called back that Tuesday night or Wednesday. Anyway, and uh, it happened so fast after that. Um, so they said they had a place in Texas for yes. him that takes his insurance. And they said all you have to do is come up with the with the money for the plane ticket. So, I remember my mom coming to me, my dad coming to me, and they were like, you know, who can we ask? Where can we get the money from? And um, I was like, I don't feel like we need to ask anybody. I feel like, you know, we can take care of it. You know, I knew our paydays were coming up, and even though it would be a stretch, I was like, somehow we can take care of this. Right. And um, Also, you know, I had um, a conference coming up that Friday in Dallas, and I was already planning to go to Dallas. And even though I had like a... a a conflicting uh, appointment here. I had something going on with my church here. All week, I have been saying, I just feel like I'm supposed to be in Dallas. I just feel like I'm supposed to go to Dallas. And so, uh, I was talking to my dad a little bit, and then he was like, well, maybe, you know, if I go to Dallas, then we can buy, I can buy a plane ticket, and then it'd be cheaper for that plane ticket from Dallas to where they are, yes. because... It was somewhere between San Antonio and Austin, like four hours away from Dallas. Right. And so they're like, okay. So the next day he was talking to them and he asked them, look, what if I just get a plane? What if I get get myself down to Dallas? Wouldn't the plane ticket be cheaper? And immediately they were like, if you can get to Dallas, we will pick you up from there. Like we will come and get you. They do the four hour pickups. They'll drive four hours to pick you up. And it was exactly four hours. And. I thought, look at God, because I already knew I was supposed to be in Dallas on Friday for whatever reason, yep. and then to to be able to drive my dad down to Dallas, and so he called him and told him, they said, all right, we have a location for you, just get dropped off here, it was at a Walmart, they are like, get dropped off yep. here at this Walmart, and then we're going to come and get you, yes. and it all, that's it. He did. He went in Walmart, got him a fishing pole. He did. Because they've got 70 acres. I think it was them that had 70 acres. Mm -hmm. of, uh, they had lake to go fishing in right. and lots right. of nature stuff to do. And right. and uh, and then Lucretia's story when she went down there. Yeah. And I'm going to. It's uh, all God's hand in it, this. It's all God's hand. So I'm, I'm going to pause on the story about my dad real quick. Because I have to update you guys on what happened when I was in Dallas. <laughs> because it was completely God. So what happened there was um 
<laughs> let me tell you it really was all god so uh we drove down there you guys i'm in the you know i have a car right now that i'm paying a car note on and i mean it works fine i last the week before we left or the day before i left really we got my tires changed and aired up and i got my oil changed and i got all this stuff done to it just to make sure it was good for the road trip and it did just fine the whole way there and I was going there for a conference. I was not going there to drop my dad off. Originally, it just happened to line up. So we go down there, and he's getting dropped off at this Walmart, and it's about 15 minutes from where the conference is that I'm going to. And now we're, like, right on the time mark because my thing starts at 7 o'clock, and, so and then traffic was real bad because it was about, you know, traffic time when we got there. So... I was just like, all right, let me just drop him off. And my dad was like, I'll be fine here. You know, you just go on to your thing. So I went to drop him off. I drop him off in front of the Walmart and I go to pull off, you guys. And there is no power in my gas pedal. I mean, no power. Like I'm going, it's going, but there's no power to it. I don't know how to explain it. It's just slowly creeping up in the, uh, in the mileage, but there's no power. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I have got to get to my next destination. So I, I'm still driving this car. And then I look at the dashboard. And now what had happened was I put it in park. I put it in park whenever I was dropping him off. And then I went to go and I put it in drive and then it wouldn't go. It kind of jumped. And my speedometer wasn't working. That was at zero. My complete dashboard was no lights were on. The where it said the mileage, everything was flat lines, and then there was a little wrench on my dashboard. And I was like, Oh my goodness, like this is all bad. So I'm like, I gotta go where I'm going. And the only way that I knew how to go was the way the GPS was telling me, which was on the highway. And I was thinking, Lord, this might be the dumbest thing I've ever done, but I'm already getting on the highway, so I have to go. So I'm in my car going on the highway <laughs> with this car and the power is just not happening. So where it would normally take you a few seconds to pick up speed, I mean, it is taking me a long time. So I'm just kind of, uh, it was a little bit easier in like the lower gear to get up there. So I just kind of started in the lower gear and then kind of was just working with the car to get me where I was going. So when I got to the conference I was going to, I got there about 10 minutes late. It was about 710 and I went to find a parking spot, and there was one parking spot left uh, that was around the area, and I backed into my parking spot. And when I backed into my parking spot, y'all, my whole car jumped, and I was like, oh, Lord, I just know this is my transmission. I was like, oh, gosh. And I, and now let me tell you, I had been up all day. I got up at like two for work, but my plan it was I had to go right back home that night because my mom had to be at work at three in the morning. And so I'm trying to hurry up and be home before she leaves so I can be here with my kids. And so I was like, oh, my goodness. So I called my mom, and she's like, well, let me call your, tell your dad. I said, no. I was like, do not tell my dad. Because he's not going to want to go anywhere if he thinks I'm going to be stranded in Dallas. So she was like, well, okay, I'll tell him later. And then I called my mechanic and he was like, if you can get to AutoZone or O'Reilly's, they can plug that little computer thing in and you can see what's wrong. And I said, okay, well, I'll let both of y'all know. I'm going to go inside and just focus on why I came <laughs> here and I'll deal with it when I come out. And I was worried because I'm like... When I come out, it might not be 10 or 11 and everything might be closed. I don't know, but I'm like, I, I, I'm just going to go in and focus on God. So when I go inside, it was cool. I was greeted by a few people I knew who were from California, but they were there in Texas. And I just went up there and my brain was so scattered and I, and it just came to me. You know what? Like, this is such a distraction. 
And I'm going to tell you guys, it's really funny because when you begin walking with the Lord, you begin seeing things for yeah, what they are you do. and not for what the circumstance that's is. Right. And that's exactly what happened. I thought I can sit here and be worried. And I was like, I know this is a distraction <laughs> because I knew I was supposed to be here at this conference. Yep. I knew I was supposed to be here in this atmosphere. And so the devil's a liar. So I put that's that right. to the side. And I mean, I just spent the night worshiping. And when I tell you God showed up for me, it was incredible. I mean, he had uh, people coming by praying for me, prophesying over me. You know, um, one of the things that this one guy prayed over me was courage. And I thought, Lord, that is the word because all of these places I've been asked to sing lately, you know, and even singing for my friend's memorial service and um, which I don't know that you guys got to hear about that because our last, last episode, but I was able to lead you know, all of my friends and, and family, church family and, and worship at my friend's memorial service. And it was just a beautiful thing. And all in the upper room that I'm doing or and I'm doing with my team and there's so much and God has just been amazing. But I've been doing these things terrified. And this guy just came and prayed courage over me. And I was like, and that's exactly I felt in my heart. That's exactly what I needed. But I got to tell you all the word that really rocked me to my core Um, one of the guys on the stage was prophesying and he was saying, you know, and he said, I feel like some of you guys are here and you're writers. He said, and you're writers and you have had this blockage and you've not been able to write and you're here because of that. He said, you need to come to the front right now so we can pray for you. And I'm y'all, if y'all knew me and if y'all heard any of my stuff, I'm a writer. I love writing poetry. I love writing all types of stuff, but I have not been able to write anything new in a while. I started a book, haven't been able to finish it. Like there's so much that I been unable to finish and so I went to the front for prayer and while they were praying for all this stuff to be released and then that guy came and prayed courage over me and then I was like oh thank you Lord and I was really just focusing on God as I'm telling you as loud and as clear as day God spoke to me and he said who told you that you were naked And I was like, what? And uh, he said, who told you that you were naked? And he just began to minister to me. And he told me, am I not the giver of gifts? He was like, am I not the giver of good things? And so he just began to minister to me about this insecurity that I have taken on about my singing and all of that. And he was like, who told you that you couldn't sing? And he gave me this impression, this idea, this picture of when Adam or Eve were in the garden and when they were placed in the garden, even though they were naked, they were placed in the garden with everything that they needed inside of them. Everything that they needed, they had. They were, they lacked no thing. And it wasn't until, because I had to go back and read this, you guys, because I don't, I didn't know this that well to just hear that phrase like that. I don't really read Genesis like that. And it wasn't until the enemy offered the, um, the serpent offered the apple to Eve. It says when they ate, their eyes were opened and they knew they were naked. Mm. And, and the, the enemy just, or, the, or God just began to minister to me about comparison and about how the enemy uses that and, and to try to awaken our eyes and make us think that we're missing something that yeah. we're supposed to have. Ooh-wee. When God himself in the garden, in the original uh, um, designed for humans for us he's placed us here on this earth with everything that we need inside of us and so oh he was just ministering to me like I've given you everything that you need there is nothing that you're lacking yeah. so he was just telling me you know go forth in courage go forth by my spirit because I'm calling you and to me it was the 
best moment I just the most validating affirming moment I could have ever had just knowing like God completely has my back no matter what you know and then uh, one more time before I left the apostle from the stage apostle Sherman sent somebody back there he was like Lucretia wave your hand so I waved my hand and he sent somebody back there to pray for me now I'm telling you I said I'm not going here for no prophecy I just want to go here to be in this environment but so many people poured into me just while yeah. I was there. And it was really cool. So, anyways, you guys. So, I'm just shook by God. I'm completely like, Man. wow, God. Like, you just completely blew my mind. Yes. And there were some other things he told me, too. But um, even about the podcast and about the, you know, when I, we started the podcast, it was because I had a dream about a book that was written from the yep. podcast. And he just began to lay out for me the format of that book and what the podcast will be looking like in this next season. Yes. Which is so super exciting. cool. So I was like, okay, Lord, that's totally all you. So I go to my car and I'm like, Lord, I've really never seen this type of miracle, but I really need my car to get me back to Tulsa. Amen. And so I just kind of just, I didn't even stand there long. I just, while I was walking to my driver's seat, put my hand on the hood and was like, Lord, please, God, let this work. And so I get in the car and I start the car um, and then... um, I go to put my car in drive and it jumps the same way it did when I backed in. And I was like, man, I know it's my transmission. And I go to hit the gas pedal and the car goes and it responds and it has power. And so immediately I go to like AutoZone or O'Reilly's. I think it was AutoZone because they were still open. It was almost 11. And um, I go and they tell me something like it's a speed sensor or something. And so I'm like, okay. And well, I'm just, and I called my mechanic. He was like, well, you know, you should be okay to get here. And I drove and there were no issues, Amen. no issues Amen. at all the whole way home. And I was able to make it home before my mom went to work. Look at God. And I just knew it was a distraction from the yeah. enemy. I don't think it had anything to do with my car because even now I bought the part to change, but nothing's been wrong with my car. Right. My mechanic looked at it and there's not been anything happening. I know it was attack of the enemy. But it was a distraction. It was a distraction. And I had so much emotion and so much inside of me built up just from my dad leaving. And, you know, with him leaving, you know, uh, I, I I had to change my schedule because, you know, he takes my kids to school. Yeah. And, and I knew that there would just be a big uh, part of responsibility on my shoulders, making sure my mom is okay, making sure this house is taken care of. And so I needed that environment. Mm-hmm. And I think the enemy knew how much I needed to receive in that environment. Yes. And just the grace of God is so good. And he Amen. just came and met me where I was at and, and I made it back. And so yes. um, I had to pause to tell you guys that because that was just a miracle in itself, you know. And yes. and it was incredible. Yes. So now, since my dad's been gone, we've heard from him a few times. Yeah, we shouldn't have heard from him at all. At all, because <laughs> they take his phone when he gets there. But you know, through the counselors, they've allowed him to call here and there, uh, just because he's whenever he's struggling real bad or something like that, he's been able to call. So um, he called the first time, and and or no, they called us and they told us how bad he was. He was doing pretty rough. Mm-hmm. Right, he had yep. passed out or almost passed out. He got real lightheaded and, fell. He, and he fell down. And they had to put him in the nurse's area and gave him plenty of uh, fluids. And they said they were monitoring him. And mm-hmm. you know, they let my mom know you can call whenever you want to because you guys know, um, my dad has been an alcoholic forever. I remember a, a week after my oldest son was born, and he's 14 now. Uh, my aunt Gracie died, and she died of cirrhosis of the liver, she was an alcoholic. And 
I remember my dad saying at the funeral, just give me two weeks, two weeks to stop drinking and I'm not going to drink anymore. And that is when his in- drinking increased and it never stopped. And in-, in my recollection, except for maybe a day or two, once in a blue moon, he's had at least a 12 pack a day since then. And it was just constant, you know, over the years. And then you go from a 12 pack a day, then to drinking wines and to drinking other beers. And it was just all every, every time you see him, he has a beer in his hand, you know? Um, and then his thing, um, you know, he does go to a methadone clinic and his thing was that he didn't want to die and be addicted to meth. You know, that even though they're supposed to, that place is built to try to get you off of stuff. Every time he would come and, would say he, you know, they lowered the dose and he was having witch-off syndromes, they just up his dose right back. So it's, it wasn't helping him to get off of it, you know, and it costs money for him to go every week. And, mm-hmm. you know, it was just taking away from his time, his money, his attention. And mm-hmm. um, and so that was something else that he was dealing with. So he knew he had to medically detox, which yeah. is one of the reasons why we picked yeah. that facility. And when they found um, out that he was going to uh, to rehab, to detox, they said, oh, but we can help you get off of that. Well, where have they been for the last years yeah. that he was... he's went for he's years. He's gone up and down. He's he's cut himself down himself. They've never said nothing. Yeah. So where have they been if they wanted to help? There's there's a fine line in this world between... we. And not, it's not even a fine line. It's a very blurred line because people, when it comes to the money, if we lose you, the government ain't going to give us our share. Yeah. You know. And so that's what the issue becomes. Um, I, I'm just guessing that's what it was there because they're a government uh, funded or related. You know, the government has these special things that you can go to. Um, it's all about making the money and how many people you can bring in. The government will give you so many dollars for bringing this many people in to do this. Yeah. So, And if they lose this one, then that's the dollars they're losing. And so it becomes about the money more than it does about the addiction and the person addicted. Yeah. And that's just a shame that... That's the way our society is. But that's the way it is. So, yeah. And, and it's, it's really sad, you know, that that's what it's come to. But that's definitely something that you have to look at when you're dealing with addiction. Okay, guys. So sorry. That is our uh, weekly check-in. Or he gets, he doesn't get to call us very often. No. So, um, so let, let's just run it down. A couple of times he called. So he called last week on Tuesday. And he wasn't supposed to. But his counselor called us with him on there. Because yes. he was so homesick. Yes. He just missed everybody. Yes. And he was having a rough time. They said he was having a rough time yes. detoxing. Yes. He was Everything. having a rough time because he missed everybody. Yes. Um, but one of the things he asked us to do was to take part in the meetings. And and the place that he's at actually does family meetings. And my yes. mom and I were just on a call before he called us. Yeah. And it was really cool because one of the things I didn't realize is that so much of my dad's personality and what he was doing was the addiction. Right. It wasn't him. But when right. you get on this call and you start listening to all these people who have dealt with this about how they feel and what they were dealing yeah. with, you're like whoa like that's addiction that's not this person that's addiction it's not who they are it's 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 not what the addiction has become in them yeah and and so that was really powerful for me on that call you know you know he wasn't mad at you all the time he was mad at himself because of the addiction it was just you know and 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 for me it just i don't even think it was just him mad at me because to me i just be thinking he's grumpy i don't really take it personal about him being mad at me but it was just his manuals just certain things 
it it just wow that was the addiction yeah. you know and and then realizing even thinking about other areas of my life and people that I've known along the years and I'm like that's exactly right that's mm-hmm. addiction that's, that's addiction. not yeah. who they are that's actually the addiction yes. and, and I know my mom got a lot from that call too they, those people were just right on her so much right on her area yes. with everything she was dealing with yeah absolutely uh, just the things they shared was just uh, like yep yep I can relate to that I yeah. can relate to that so um, it's important for us if you know somebody that's an addict yeah it's important for you we're not we are the victims just mm-hmm. like they're victims yeah we have to go to what we can learn so we can understand how to help them yeah. instead of enable them because I have enabled out all these years nobody's yeah. called me an enabler yeah but I have been yeah. I already know I have been yeah um because I give him grace and I feel bad for him because I know his story what he's been through right I've been right there beside him through it mm-hmm. but I was raised in a different kind of family coming up where yeah. we didn't have the addictions and all that once my dad got saved alcohol was gone we didn't have all that yeah and his family struggled more so yeah. single mom the dad got killed early just it just that's the way it went so they had the addictive personalities, personalities and yeah. I, we didn't so much so yeah and that leaves my kids in the middle yeah. you know so Absolutely. but uh so i just gave him grace because i felt the heart yeah. you know i felt his heart was just so broken yeah and uh, that's how i dealt with a lot and a lot of prayer and knowing god please lord come in and help him yeah help him he needs the help but that was after i got myself right with yeah. god yeah so uh just the calls and he told us get into other counseling if we need to because yeah. because there's a lot of hurt that he did and, yeah. and then part of his healing he well, i'll tell you that in a minute but um <laughs> Anyway, and then he had a rough couple of nights, and then he had a really good day. Friday, he called and you. And so he called me, just had a really good day, and he beat it. He felt he beat it, and everything was good, and it was over. And then uh, he had a couple bad days, a couple good days, bad days, and mm-hmm. it's been back and forth. So, but, but one of the coolest things, you tell him about what he experienced. Oh, no, I haven't yet. So one of the coolest things that he told me, which I will, this will be the one thing I will share and then the rest of just it, because I think it's great. It yeah. is great, but the, I just want you to see the how big this is. Uh-huh. And, but and then the rest, I'll I'll fi- find out from him before I can share it, yeah. or we'll have him on here to share it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, but was he'd gone outside for the first time two days ago, Thursday, Friday, and he went outside, and he said, for the first time as long as I can remember, I felt and smelt the air. He's, you know, he's numbed out for so long. He didn't have any feelings. He couldn't feel it in his skin or nothing, smell it in his nostrils. And he felt it for the first time. I about started bawling in the middle of the grocery <laughs> store. Telling him, oh my gosh. And he said, I haven't cried in two days. And now I'm going to, and I said, I'm crying in the middle of the grocery store. All right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but praise God. And then he just now called. And he went to church this morning and he's reading my son's first book. Sons, sons in a fatherless generation. Yes. That was the first book Jose put out, and he said that is part of his therapy. Yeah. So I, I'm just so glad to see all these things God is putting into place mm-hmm. um, for his eyes to be opened and yeah. for our eyes to be opened, yeah. you know, uh, because he, he said all the years of hurt, and I want to say, well, it wasn't really hurt because... I had grace for you, but it doesn't mean it didn't bother well, it me. There's still damage was done. And, there, and, so, I'm, and I'm just saying, from my point of view, 
there have been years, years, years where I've just saw my mom have to be the bigger person. And, and as a woman, especially in my era, in our generation, it's like, uh, you know, what anyone ever offers up is why don't you just leave? Why don't you just leave? And my mom's like, no, that's my husband, you know, and, 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 and that just, it, it, I have so much respect for that because that's not how our generation is built. You know, yeah. our generation is not built to stay, to fight, you know, to, to exactly. No, and I mean, and that. she, you know, I think she shared on here before, you know, she would go to the bathroom and cry and pray and I then <laughs> she just have to come out and let God deal with her and that's let God would deal with him, you know? Yeah. And so to be a witness to that all these years and then now to be at this moment where, wow, like he is finally understanding yes. and finally getting help for himself. It's amazing. Yeah. And God is opening yeah. his eyes and uh, just, that's one of the things that we're learning when you pray. One of the first things you pray for somebody is that God will open their eyes and that's what he's done. God has opened his eyes, is opening his eyes to the things that have gone around and he's seeing things sober now. Yeah. And that is just a most beautiful thing. Yeah. So I'm very excited. I don't know where this goes. You know, I've even told the ladies before, and I'll share this with y'all because I know I'm not the only person that's ever thought it. But Lord, I know I want him to be sober. But when you really get down and look at it, will he even like me when he's sober? Yeah. You know, that's the thought that goes through my mind. And then there's another, uh, when I first got right with God, there was another part of me. I'm not there now. I just look forward to it. But um, I, w- I would be like, am I going to want to be accountable to him when he's sober? Because that means that little things I might have been conniving and, and talked him into then, you know, ain't going to work so easy now. Yeah. Or, or ways that you justify your own actions. Yes, Even yes. me thinking living in this house with ways I've justified my own actions. And yes. now we're walking in sobriety with somebody. Yes. And there's a whole new level of accountability. Yes. And so you have to be willing i mean we don't you know we got to deal with ourselves now too there's no that's right no justification for what anything that we're doing you know and i believe this is what we're going to learn as we are going into therapy for us too yeah Yeah. that we have to be accountable for our actions that we do in front of him that's gonna might trigger him yeah and then how are we going to act to that there's so much it could go so many ways and learn so much but uh this is something that i'm sure just keeps on going and keeps on going you never get past the treatment yeah i'm sure you're always living time. it and it's one day at a time five it's minutes at a time, time. Yeah. yeah the prayer is god give me the the, me the, the serenity the to change the things i can change and to not i don't know what it is but i haven't been to any meetings yet so i'm just trying to remember the very first part of it to change the things i can and to accept, accept the things, things i cannot change mm-hmm. So, and that's what we have to do. But you know what? It ain't about us. It's about God mm-hmm. uh, teaching us yeah. and God leading us. It's not about I, I, I. Yeah. Not about me, 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 as Stephen Furtick said the other day. Mm-hmm. Me, 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 me. It's about God and what God can do for me. Yeah. It's not about I and what I can do for God. So, yeah. yeah. yeah so, we're just so blessed. And this has just been so exciting. I'm taking this Bible class and I'm not going to share anything about that until after this challenge we're on, but there's so much going on in my life, in my heart, in my head. I am just blown away. The joy of the Lord. I think I used, told my teacher a while ago, it's like I'm almost giddy. Somebody will tell me something. I'll be like, oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) I don't mean that in a bad way, but praise God, you know, Uh just because I've got so much joy in me right now. The things that God's got me praying for and the deal, the way, just the way he's doing everything in my life right now. It is just blowing my mind. God is amazing. And I have prayed for this. 
and prayed for this and prayed for this. I didn't know it all come at one time because that's what it feels like. Yeah. But I'm sure it's not all at one time. It just feels that way. Yeah. But God is so good. He is faithful. He is faithful, faithful, faithful. Yeah. And he loves us. And he wants his will to be our will. Yeah. So, uh, God is good. yes, he is. So All the time. We had to update you guys. There's so much more that we have to say. Yes. And we'll do that in the following episodes. Yes. You know, I, I, you know, we're doing a series at church now, right now that I'm still processing through and it's called counterfeit guides. Ooh. And my gosh, <laughs> I tell you what, he wrecked my life. I mean, two weekends in a row. I mean, he done chopped me up, spit me out and put me on the altar. And I'm just <laughs> like, Lord, how many counterfeit guys do I have? And you think you right. might just have one or two and you start really digging into the heart of it and you're like, wow. Yeah. Things like my family, my kids, my okay. reputation, you know, the way people see me, the way money operates in yeah. my life, you know, any addictions, any uh, TV, any entertainment, All any things I'm binge watching, you know, and there's so many things that it's like we just put in the place of God. And so just as we're walking through this healing journey, really processing that. And I'm looking forward next week to really dive into that a little bit with you guys, yes. because I think it, it's such a powerful um, understanding to walk through counterfeit gods. Yes. You know, counterfeit is. Amen. Wow. Let me challenge y'all this week um, to like, I would always walk in, come in from church, turn TV, and what's on, what's on, we're going to eat and watch TV and all that. This week, we, I've sat here more times with the TV off. Yeah. Or I've put it on the Christian station. Uh, let me challenge you this week. Can you sit with the TV off? What's your mind going to wander to with the TV off? Yeah. Is it going to wander to God? Yeah. Or is it going to wander over to what's on the TV? Let's turn it on. Yeah. Challenge you to be uh, in, intentional about that. Yeah. When you come in from work and you usually turn TV on, be intentional. Take a couple minutes to think. Yeah. Okay, Lord. What do you want me to do? Yeah. Because that's what I'm learning. And, and there's a lot of peace and a lot of soul searching you get to do during that time. Mm -hmm. and, and there's things that's been brought up that uh, I'm dealing with that I'm just like 40 years ago. I'm like, I didn't even know that was a thing. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. You know? And so God is really just revealing things to me. Yeah. And my gosh, I am learning so much. Like I said, I'm not saying more, but just yeah. blessing my life and blessing my life. And I'm just so excited. I just... Yeah. Shout it from the rooftops. Yeah, I will share one of the things that was so good today is when he was wrapping up his series, he was talking about, you know, if if you're just into salvation and miss hell, then you really miss what Christianity Ooh, is all gosh. about. Yes. And, you know, to to just have that salvation check box marked is so far from who God is and what salvation was meant for yeah. and you know you, you get into the Bible where it talks about you know people you know casting out demons in his name and and all of this and they go to meet Jesus and he goes you did and they're like we did all this in your name and he's like depart from me because I never knew you right. and understanding that he doesn't just want you to accept him into your heart for the sake of salvation and a prayer and not he doesn't want you to be a fan of him he wants to, you to know him right and he wants you to know him and yes. and then through that relationship you make him known in every area of your life and yeah. that thing wrecked me today just so you know i know god knows me and i know i know god but there's still more yes there's you know he was saying you know uh his wife was out of town and for three days and he's like man i miss her you know being around and all that stuff that was so good and he's like how often you know he said why would you want to spend eternity with somebody who you can hardly spend five minutes with and 
talking about how we just lack that unction to just spend time with God and to just be in his presence. And I'm telling you guys, I I love his presence. And even then I still fall short in spending time with it. As much as I spend time, I still fall short. And so just that desire and that change of mentality that it's not just about me missing hell, but it's about me knowing him Mm. and him knowing me. So that way I can make him known. And so I just, I encourage you guys this week, you know, check your priorities, check your, even as we're walking through this whole thing with being free from addiction, you know, check your, check your counterfeit gods. What are you putting in the place of God? You know, what is it that is filling your time? What is it? Like my mom said, what gets your attention when there's nothing going on, when you don't have any noise, any distractions, what does your mind go to? These are important things to ask as we do these heart checks. You know, I know There's so much going on in the world with Israel and um, with with so much. And you don't understand how much it all just points back to the return of Jesus. Amen. And um, and so I, I pray that you guys are checking your hearts as well. Yes. That you guys are really digging deep in God. Like, is there anything in me, God, that offends you? Is there anything right. in me, God, you know, that is not right? And then I'll, I'll end with this. Um, he shared today. Um, which I'll go more in depth about this next week, but about forgiveness oh and about there's a scripture in the Bible and we'll read it to you next week. But it he's, it was Jesus talking and he specifically said in the kingdom of heaven, you know, if you do, do not extend forgiveness to others, it will not be extended to you. He said, so my father will do to you. And it's, it's in Matthew, but we'll read it next week. But I just want you to know this week, man, check your heart. Who are you harboring unforgiveness towards? Who do you have bitterness towards? Because there is no justification when the, the king of the universe, when the son of God can come down here and die on a cross and extend forgiveness to us. There is no justification for us to then turn around and hold somebody hostage to our unforgiveness and to hold ourselves hostage to our unforgiveness. Like you have got to forgive. That has got to be a part of who you are if you are a believer of Jesus and and you know uh, and forgiveness doesn't mean you forget and so many people think well if I forgive you know then it lets them off the hook or if I forgive then that means I have to forget and that is not true you can Mm -hmm. forgive and walk in peace knowing that you okay you know what what people have done to you it hasn't broken you you keep moving forward in the grace and the strength of God and we extend forgiveness to others because he extended forgiveness to us when when we didn't deserve it when we were still sinners you know when we were at our worst he still um um extended forgiveness to us i think of the picture of jesus on the cross as he's dying in the very people who are crucifying him he says father forgive them for they know not what they do jesus and we have to take that among ourselves and be able to extend that same forgiveness who have you not forgiven who have you not healed from who have you had that that stone that bitterness in your heart towards it's Mm. time to let it go because it's poison to your spirit amen so we love you guys i'll leave that with something a little bit heavy but a challenge for you guys to to walk through that and ask you guys those questions this week we 
it's gonna be a good week you guys or let's go ahead and pray over you guys and then we'll just wrap this up god i thank you for every listener god i thank you god for every person god that they resonated with anything that we were saying lord i ask that you give them strength to walk through evaluating their self getting help for their self god i thank you god or that you are moving and i thank you god that you're tearing down the stony places in our heart god God. you're breaking up the fallow ground lord so that way we can have that softness of our heart to be able to receive what you have for us god lord we ask god that you would continue to give us grace and Mm. strength to get through this season god that it is not our own god lord we ask that our relationship with you would not be a list of rules and religion god but it would be solely based on the relationship that we know you and you know us god that this week god holy spirit would make us mindful of the counterfeit god is that we come across god of the time killers that we concentrate on god when we can be spending time with you lord help us god to see you help us god to follow you help us god to hear you help us father to follow your footsteps lord we love you and we thank you for all you're doing in our life bless each and every one under the sound of my voice yes god give them peace in all they do lord we love you and thank you in jesus name we pray amen we love you we We love love you you guys we'll see you guys next time on ladies Ladies talk Talk Podcast. podcast